Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. another episode of adventures in movies my name is danny and i am your host for today uh as always i have my two shamokes jamokes uh my first jamoke to i guess would be my left is blake how are you blake oh, i'm doing great man your Where pod left i was yeah. your pod left yeah yeah so and... i guess that puts me on your alt right yes <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, you beat me to the joke. Oh, uh, sorry. It's editor-in-chief. No, it's not editor-in-chief. Well, editor-in-chief, whatever. Uh, Nathaniel, I like to call him Pat. How are you, Pat? Uh, howdy, y'all. I'm <laughs> doing, doing good from deep in the heart of Texas. You're more Texan than us now. Yeah, yeah. I guess I am. I guess I am. I, I, got, I, I did get a, you guys like to call it a tattoo, but I got a brand on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Longhorn? Is it a Longhorn logo? Well, because because I'm or college station. It, Texas A&M. Yeah, you know, it's Bevo with his horns down. Oh, horns down! <laughs> Saw him off. Saw him off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, we were just coming out of a Thanksgiving, and I know people were in town. Pat, you were in town, and you had a crazy story that you shared, and I don't know if it's a uh, rated for this podcast uh, it's a pg-13 story a, but it is a pg-13 story uh Cliff notes version is uh <laughs> everyone knows thanksgiving is about eating food watching football and family drama so uh, basically uh some uncles uh went to hooters uh ran up a high bill got cut off slash kicked out left behind other family members <laughs> and got their spouses pissed off <laughs> That's the super Cliff Notes version of it. Sounds like a Dennis Leary Hallmark movie. That's <laughs> uh, the, the ref part two. Oh, I really love that movie. I really, you know how we were talking about like uh, holiday movies. I completely forgot that we do sit down as a family to watch the ref. And God, what the fuck, ref. I'm sorry, I'm lost here. You've never seen the ref? Oh, okay. So it, it's when Dennis Leary. Well, remember Dennis Leary had his MTV fame. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was he was able to parlay that into kind of a movie career, sorta. Yeah, sorta, sorta. Yeah, sorta. <laughs> sorta. And then he had a movie called. I, I've actually I saw the ref at that time, like maybe on TV or something. And I think it was a comedy, but it, it was not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so just like Dennis Leary. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, I'm an asshole. Like, yeah, I smoke a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much... Uh, I might be wrong. You, you said you watch it a lot, though, Danny, so you probably... Have yeah, a so you're not wrong about... It's uh, It's kind of a weird little comedy. It's a holiday comedy. Uh, it's the lowest tier of, like, comedies, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> so we, watch, we, watch it every, <laughs> we watch it every year, and it's, like, you know, a, f- a fun little uh, fun movie. And uh, the synopsis is a criminal or, like, you know, a cat burglar gets caught in the middle of the family drama. And uh, he has to act like a therapist. And by the end of it, you know, everybody loves Mur- him. He murders them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But I do recommend it. It's on HBO, I think, right now, or on Hulu, whatever I saw it today. Uh, I saw it like the thumbnail. Uh, what is he but, rep of? Basketball? No, he's the like the mediator, like a therapist type of thing, like a marriage counselor type of thing. Oh so, shit, he's not a real referee. No, no, there's no, there's no actual uh, sports involved. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a lot of cursing though, and a lot of Kevin Spacey. Um, Ooh boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's many reasons not to watch it. <laughs> I still, I still. Bill Cosby in a movie together. Let's do that. <laughs> Ghostad. It's called Sleepy Fingers. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sleepy Fingers, or Sleepy Fingers, uh, there's some new trailers that came out, and uh, I want to just say this, that I saw both trailers, and, um, you know, I'm only excited really for one. So, have you guys seen the Black uh, Widow trailer? I did. I have not. I watched it. Okay. You so, let me know about it, and I watched it. You guys, you know what? I'm not the weirdo. I'm not the weirdo on this podcast. I watch trailers. <laughs> you do. No, you do. Tell me about them. I watch them. That's like that's what I'm supposed to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I, I, you know, and I tend to watch like the first trailers for, I guess, for Marvel movies, and be like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. And uh, and this is no different. Like, uh, but you know, it's the Black Widow. It's Natalie. No wait, Scarlett Johansson. Sorry. Oh, I oh my god. I, I got him like very confused. I'm sorry. Uh, they're not the same person. They're not the same person. They're not the same person. Uh, they're not the same person. Uh, but I don't know. I feel it's uh okay, so it's a spy oh, film, right? Yes. Right. Well, if you'd watch the trailer, you'd know it's an action movie, it looks like. <laughs> I would say yeah, so yeah. Yes, very, very, very spy related. Fl- Florence Pugh. I believe is how you say it, uh, from uh, Midsummer, um, who's awesome, who I loved in Midsummer. Uh, so far in the trailer, uh, super terrible Russian accent. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And then we got, uh, was it David Harbour, who, or whatever, from Stranger Things? Uh, he's like uh, Captain Cosmonaut or whatever. <laughs> he's, he's fucking, uh, yeah, okay, that he's that. <laughs> And he's also got a terrible Russian accent, so it's lots of terrible Russian accents. And uh, what looks like an action-packed, you know, fucking black yeah. movie. So what I like about this is that they're again, like Marvel movies are really going into like the deep, like the deep end of the well, and they're just pulling out every fucking character. So Florian, from what I remember, Florence Pugh's character is the second Black Widow in the comic books, which That's is the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's a Bond woman. Yeah, yeah. But does she have like a cool name, or it's just a? Uh, I think it's a second Black Widow. She has the second. She has. I forgot what the spy. Her spy name is, but oh, when she took over the, some, she's got to be something. Blacker Widow. <laughs> it has to be something like Russian, because uh, there's is it a red Because that would kind of make sense. Uh, that would be depressing. Yeah. No, well, be because very... the Black Widows have the red violin thing on their stomachs. Good and... to see you again, Tolstoy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. But yeah, there's a, there was a whole time. That's why we meet again. <laughs> so this whole thing has like the, like, uh, so it, everybody was scared of the Russians during the 80s, right? So they made uh, essentially. Not Ronald Reagan. Not Ronald Reagan, you're right. <laughs> They they tore down that wall, but the whole thing is like they really essentially just kind of like 
made this Avengers, Russian Avengers, with a Red Guardian as a helm, and uh, Black Widow was kind of like that person that got like brainwashed to kind of like fight for the Americans, and you know she has a weird, just again she's a spy, and um, it, it's a weird story. Like I mean, essentially it's like two issues long, so I don't know how they're gonna make it like you know a three hour movie. You got all this out of the trailer? No, this is a whole story. Like that's the whole story uh-huh. of of this like Russian like Avengers, and plus like the Black Widow story. Story is always the same. Like she's just trying to hunt her past. So I don't I don't know how I feel about this because uh, there's nothing. There, I guess because it's not, like really all in comic books. She's always trying to figure out what happened because she doesn't really remember or she's trying to run away from it. And yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it looks all right. And I know it's going to it's also going to be, you know, like the number one fucking film of 2020 in May. So it's going to make money no matter what. Put it on the board, Pat. He's called it. He said he was he was right all of last year. So (laughs) no, I wasn't. You were pretty right. You called like you called like number one movies for like four months in a row or five months. Yeah, because Pokemon, that one really surprised me. Mm -hmm. Like beat Godzilla, didn't it or something Mm -hmm. like that? Some shit. Yeah. yeah, it did something that surprised the hell out of me. But you oh, called it, though. Pokemon was a really fun movie, guys. And I'm surprised none of you guys have seen it yet. Well, uh, don't be surprised that I'm never going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next one, the, the other trailer. that I Did anybody see Spectre? The third or the fifth? Fourth. Fourth? Uh, Daniel Craig. Yes. I was did. it good? Was it good? I thought it was good. I, well, um... Compared to the previous two Daniel Craig ones, or just in yeah, it's good. It's like I think Daniel Craig is an excellent James Bond. Yes, uh, he's and in this trailer too, because this trailer I did see, he's a elegant AF. They have all the exotic locales. The action is awesome. He's got those um, blue eyes. God yeah, damn, so the, the steely blue eyes. He's Jeez. he's like he's the perfect James Bond. He and um, yeah, Spectre I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to follow. There was Casino Royale, which was really awesome. I forgot right. what came out after that Quantum. one. So I, I got it for oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Quantum the, of Solace. Quantum of Solace, yeah. That one and was bad. Skyfall. I like that one. Yeah, that I one's have... really good, too. Which is the one where he gets his balls whipped to oblivion by the motherfucker? Uh, Skyfall? I think it's Skyfall, Skyfall at the beginning. Yeah. Skyfall, yeah. And yeah. Then so I, and <laughs> He I... would be out of commission. Sorry. That movie <laughs> wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Long well, recovery time. So, so I'm very excited. I, and I forgot that I should have put the title of this new James Bond film. No Time to Die. No Time to Die. And thank you, Pat. Sorry, audio. Uh, ear, <laughs> headphone listeners. Um, but yeah, so this looks good. It looks really, really promising. To me, the trailer for Spectre didn't look very promising. So I kind of like skipped it, even though I really like Skyfall. I actually like the first three movies a lot. And Spectre didn't live up to that expectations, at least in trailer forms. I think this is why I don't watch trailers because, you know, I don't want to have those expectations of being let down or being like, hey, I was right. This movie is going to be garbage, whatever. So, but this one looks really, really good. Like, it looks like, yeah, like the other three. It looks like a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So does it show like, does it feel like there's going to be like that transition of, uh, of what we're gonna get that female James Bond, or is, was that all just like a ruse? What do you feel like? Do you, do you feel? I think that was. Uh, well, I remember. Let's see. I think that was like kind of dream casting. I, I don't know how the rumor got started, but then I know the people were like, "Well, it's not that she's gonna. It's the it's the 007 moniker. It can be passed on to whoever." And but I think it was kind of dream casting. People were like, "Okay, we don't have this Idris Elba thing to hold on to anymore." 
So uh, let's go this route with it. I, I, I'm sure someone might have thrown out there, uh, maybe a, a writer or producer might have said like, hey, it'd be kind of cool if we went in this direction. And someone just ran with it is what I think. I don't know if they'll transition into um, a female 007 right now. But if they are going to go that route, have this with 007 James Bond get married. Oh, yeah, he's a famous carouser, right? Yeah, okay, I yeah, get give it. Give him a ball and chain. Yeah, and then we get James Bond Jr. Remember that cartoon? Uh, I do. Never watched it, but I remember. <laughs> what about James Pond, the fish secret agent? <laughs> no, is that it a real be... thing? It's a video Guppy. game. Yeah, it's a video. Secret, isn't it Secret Guppy? Secret, yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah James Pond in 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 Bullfinger or something. Oh <laughs> yeah. God, it's so terrible. Hey, hey, let me put it this way. Both of their fingers smell like fish. Uh, let's uh, see what uh, you guys... I didn't really watch a lot, so I'm just going to see what you guys watched. Uh, Mr. Pat, what did you watch this week? I watched... Uh, last week we were talking about uh, books that or stories that we really like and we revisit. So um, I actually had the opportunity to watch a movie that I've never seen based on a book that I really like. Um, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. Schluckt in Hof. <laughs> I, I saw, well, I saw well, 1972's yeah. that's horrible I saw 1972's Slaughterhouse-Five um, I think Slaughterhouse-Five is the greatest anti-war novel ever written probably the greatest anti-war story ever told and, uh, the movie is really 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 good um, it has a, for the time has really cool special effects it's, it has it stays pretty true to the dialogue that's in if you haven't read the book, it's uh, this is like you know half a decade or half a century old. So I mean, no big deal with spoilers here. But it's uh, it's nonlinear. It goes all over time. It's uh, it's a sci-fi book. Um, I don't. It's funny because you hear about that and you don't really think about it as a sci-fi book, but it's a straight-up sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the book or the movie does a really good job of like it jumps back and forth. He's unstuck in time, is how the character describes himself, and it does a really good job of that. But um, one of the big things in the book is that time, um, and this is actually a critique that I've read about it, that it's kind of like a defeatist book that nothing matters. Um, he always says, uh, and he doesn't say this in the movie, but in the book he always says, uh, and so on. Like someone will die and he just goes, eh, and so on. And something major happens and he's like, and so on. It never is said in the movie, which kind of threw me off. Because hmm. yeah, that's okay. a really major part. And in, in the book, there's the I wrote an entire paper on that entire <laughs> that, like thing in college, like and so on. It's a, yeah, it's very very important in the. I mean, he it's yeah. like over a hundred times in in the book, and it's not said once unless I missed it. I mean, but I don't think anybody says it. Really, ever. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen this movie. Acting is really good. There's um, it it sticks to the story. The the Traumalfadorians, the the aliens. Huh? Uh, the whole thing about how they can see. All, one of the things about and so on with death is it doesn't really it's not that you're dead it's just at that particular moment you don't feel so well because they can see all time past present and future at that's least that's cool how, yeah that's how that's how i remember the book it's like i think uh, rick and morty takes a lot from like slaughterhouse five to be honest with you it's like oh then why, why isn't it good oh no it's the fans that suck it's the, <laughs> yeah it's the fans, fans. Uh, the fans the are fans. very terrible yeah, yeah. The fans yeah. suck. um the movie is it's it's really really cool it's uh I think it might be better if you haven't read the book, though, because um, it's hard when you it's hard for a movie to capture all the nuances, though, even the best at adaptations. They can't capture every single nuance from a book. But this one kind of misses some of the major beats. Um, 
Uh, there's no Kilgore Trout in it, which is uh, he's, mm. he's a. I think I think he might see a book of his in a in a bookstore or something, but like he's actually a character character in in the in the the book. Um, but it does hit on the um, kind of the nihilism of things, even though it doesn't have the end so on thing. The the time travel stuff is really cool. Um, he does go. He is captured in an alien zoo, even though they never meant. I don't think they say he's on a, another planet. He's just kind of in a cell with a porn star. <laughs> uh, uh, Montana. I've, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. <laughs> uh, it's a, but she's not a porn star in the movie. Um, she's like, a, she just is in nudie flicks, but not hardcore porn. Um, mm. It's a, it's good. I mean, that's a really small difference, but it, it's really cool. And much better. If you, I think if you haven't read the book or if you aren't familiar with the story, but uh, for those who haven't read Slaughterhouse five, it's basically anti-war novel, um, the firebombing of Dresden, which never gets mentioned, but uh, in history it's not mentioned as much, but it's been compared to like Hiroshima, um, and it's how it's kind of a weird like is this guy really going through all this time travel or is it like a PTSD type of thing and he's just imagining everything? It's but over the course of the story, it deals with like death and love and um, whether there is a point fate fatalism all that stuff it, it's movie is very good but uh if you haven't read the book you'll enjoy it a whole lot more huh well i, I guess i have like a question because we were talking about like that with watchmen and, and if Zack snyder received or got that message like do you think like there's like movies that like have caught the message uh, like yeah like uh from book to adaptation to the movie adaptation do you think there's been movies that have gotten that message right i mean obviously it seems like you Slaughter, slaughterhouse five like has caught in that do you think there's been other yeah. movies uh, other movies that's a good question slaughterhouse five gets it it just kind of meets it, it doesn't have the like the, the points that i like well like blake said he wrote a whole he wrote a whole thesis about it right um it kind of doesn't it doesn't have that for whatever reason they chose to leave it out but um it does capture the idea of it um other movies that go off the top of my head i mean i'm, I'm sure there are some um I think Misery captures all, captures all the nuances of the book. Ooh, that's, that's hilarious. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. I also do have, like, I know I said that, like I said that Zack Snyder doesn't get Watchmen, but I think he has the idea uh, of 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 the fear of it, especially because, uh, and I, I, we always talk about this like weird nine eleven thing, but like that this movie came after nine eleven, so there's like some pre nine eleven or some nine eleven. What would it be like after pre or nine eleven after thing? Paranoia, yeah, that it has that kind of like scare, like like the scare of unknown type of thing, and I feel like it's still it really captured that uh, of the unknown of especially with the, the meta humans and all that stuff. But you know, I, I can't really think of anything else. But like Misery is a really really good one too. Um, uh, the Babysitters Club. <laughs> <laughs> Captures that spirit of uh, care, carefree fun. <laughs> you know what? I, I remember seeing that movie, but I don't remember any of it. Uh, I actually, I've never, I've never seen the movie or read the books. <laughs> but it looks very accurate based on the covers. I've seen lots of covers. And I, it us, and I it think it's very accurate. Babysitter's Club 7, but I don't think it has anything to do with what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Is that the case of the missing... Uh, <laughs> Simulac. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. But, all right. All right. 
Um, so, so I, as I mentioned, we've had like a really, really busy week. Uh, Blake, uh, Blake watched the thing, and I watched the thing. So we're gonna go to. Uh, uh, <laughs> well played. <laughs> Just uh, so we're gonna go to Star Wars Corner for a little bit, and then we're gonna get right out of that because, you know. So what yeah. Daddy is yeah. doing, he, he's paying lip service to the site they're having Star Wars Month, and we do what we want to do here because no one listens to the show. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, this is our version of... We uh, don't listen to the site, and the site don't listen to us. We do uh, what we want. Yeah. Actually, no comment on the whatever. I forgot what I said last week, but uh, here's <laughs> you, the... You talked a bunch of shit. We were all drunk, <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> so this week, here's what I'll, here's what I'll say about this site. Um Usually when the editors go on, like, vacation or whatever the case may be, we'll leave a note because we use Slack. We'll leave a note to all the other editors, like, hey, I'm going to be out for three days. Can you can you cover this for me? So I was out for, like, uh, I was gonna, I was going to be away for, for, like, five days last, last year. So I was like, hey, I'm going to be out. If anything comes in, can you guys, you know, edit it and put it up for me? And everybody said, sure. Second day of vacation, I get a DM. Hey, you have a lot of stuff pending. <laughs> So I sent a screenshot of my message, and then they, they put those up. So um, not, only did not, <laughs> not only did they not read my articles, listen to the podcast, um, or care what I think, <laughs> they don't even care about the entire movie section. Uh, oh, can we start a porno, uh, like a porno tab? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we should, we'll, we'll, we'll do a celebrity sex tapes next week. I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, when I just want to do parody it? parody porn. Oh, oh the Office XXX. Yeah. Or like Ninja, like I saw the, I saw a clip of the Ninja Turtles one. Oh boy. There's a there's a series of porn. They're called like This Ain't, and it's like This Ain't Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Ain't Married with Children. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's to get around getting sued. I guess or something. Like that. Oh man, this ain't was it? <laughs> God damn, what's the one with the? Uh, Ray Romano, what was the fucking his? I would love to see a porn parody of that. This is everybody hates it, or loves Ray Mondo. Everybody Mando. loves Ray Mondo. <laughs> this ain't not another teen movie. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so we, uh, this ain't your daddy's Star Wars, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's that, perfect. that works, right? That it's works. Perfect. I was, on, oh. I was, uh, I was on the edge of that one. Um, so, uh, so Star Wars uh, has a new show. It's called The Mandalorian, and uh, everybody loves it. Everybody loves fucking. Actually, you know what? I don't know if everybody loves it. I think everybody loves Baby Yoda. I don't know what if they understand no what's going on in the show. No one can get off that shit. Hey, yeah, of, just one thing about Baby Yoda. Uh, Disney, they that could have been the tickle me Elmo of this year's Christmas mm-hmm. season. I think they just missed it. They yeah. Up. They fucked up. It was like a couple of years ago with Baby Groot. Nobody knew that this was going to be fucking ex- like expected. And here's everybody like fucking going like ape shit for Baby Yoda and How could Baby you not Groot. know? That thing is the, the second I saw that thing, I was like, that's fucking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Uh, How can I yeah. spend money on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, that's oh, wait, a- I already did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eight bucks. <laughs> uh, Every month. <laughs> So, you know, it's a very strong show, and we talked about it last week, where it has this... It um, was going strongly. Yeah, okay. So, it has this trope. It has a Western trope, and this episode was essentially the Magnificent Seven episode. Mm, Let's not give it that much credit. You're talking about this fourth episode here? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just but, saying the but, Magnificent Seven is pretty good. Right, yeah, right. So yeah, that's, exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying it is that. It's saying that we're going to gather... <laughs> what you just did. <laughs> well, <laughs> you literally, in, compar- in comparison, like, it's, they're too... Like, they're, like, you know, they're going to grab your shooter, your 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 relentless hero to help out the village. You know, and that's the same premise, except, you no, know... I see, I see, I see what you're saying. So it's, a, it's the same trope that you see in a lot of Westerns. Right. And this movie yeah. is no, I'm sorry, this show is no different. It's just like in, in Westerns, we get it all kind of like in an hour and a half. And this is going to get dragged the fuck out. So this should have happened maybe an hour ago, like last week or two. Yeah, an hour ago. Yeah, like I don't like it's it. This episode shouldn't have been this long. In other words. Oh, no. See, I, I see what I think. I get to what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. So like this should, this is the type of episode that you would have expected much further into the series, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Because when I text you guys, and I think is very accurate, this reminded me of a episode of Xena, Warrior Princess, or Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. It was very, very cookie-cutter fucking... Oh, there's a fucking lady with a kid who's fucking. There's a village, and there's these fucking nameless fucking guys you gotta fucking defend them from. Like it was, dude. That episode, in my opinion, sucked ass. That fucking was a terrible episode. And yeah. sorry, Bryce Dallas Howard, you are not your father's daughter. You cannot <laughs> direct. Yeah, there there were some things that I feel like it wasn't. It wasn't as strong. It just this felt so oh. so out of place. Jimmy like, Carano was awesome, but yeah, also shoehorned in terribly. Also, did say. you see her, her fucking arms were the size oh, of my dude, head? Her arms are bigger than my thighs. Like Fuck, I, don't I was like, damn. They really, UFC really missed out. I think that would have been a dream fight. No, her and Rousey. When Rousey oh. before Rousey. Uh, yeah. yeah, is she still fighting? I mean, no. uh, no. Gina Carino. She would have beat fucking Ronda Rousey's ass. I think she oh. would have too. Oh wow. See, I didn't know who she was until, like, this episode. And then I went through, like, a whole, like, Wikipedia, like, rabbit hole. And uh, she's apparently from... She's a Texan. Dude, she's badass. I love Gina. She was uh, she was in, like, some action movie I saw a while back where she... She, she was in an action movie with Kurt Angle, I think. Really? Uh, uh, no, I, <laughs> I believe so. Kurt Angle. No, it was somebody bigger than that. But she was good at it. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> He's the only Olympic gold medalist to win the WWE World Championship. Come on, Touche, sir. <laughs> so I, I have oh, Deadpool. Yeah, she was in Deadpool. Oh, she was in Deadpool. That's she right. She is in Deadpool. Yeah, she's uh, okay. she's Deadpool. No, oh, she is. She is Deadpool. <laughs> she is Deadpool. Uh, so I, I guess I have, you haven't seen this show yet, right, Pat? I saw the first episode finally, and uh, you were talking about parts of this episode being. I haven't seen the episode you guys are talking about right now, but okay. I thought the where he's taming the beast in the first episode. I thought that kind of dragged. Uh, that's the second episode, I think. The oh, the like the single horn thing where the fucking baby Yoda. Fucking... Oh, the, the single horn thing. Yeah, that that was yeah. I think second episode. Second episode. I saw the first two episodes because I don't remember. Oh, the first episode is when he actually finds the baby. He kills. Yeah. Oh, the first one is right. with uh, Taika Watiti as his robot companion, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the first two episodes. Um, okay. The first one was cool. Uh, this, the second one was cool too, but I thought that taming of the beast thing took a while. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. No, this this show has like strong moments. I feel like it, it is 
made for the week to week viewing more than a binging thing, or maybe it should be a binging thing. I don't know, but it feels like it it is that where we're gonna be getting maybe some fillers, like some fill, like because I don't know how long this is gonna be. Oh, perfect segue. There's gonna be the ultimate filler because this week I read that the episode's coming out two days early. Oh, and so there today? will be so like I guess tonight. So. Yeah, and there will be a Rise of Skywalker preview of some sort in it uh, oh. Oh, well not in the uh, actual thing i mean you could i'm sure you can skip it it's probably either before or after the credits uh, okay so i i guess uh, with uh because you're still in it like you're you're are you enjoying it are you oh yeah yeah definitely i like it a lot i just i i only had time to watch the first two episodes first two. So, but I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna finish it cool uh blake are you gonna finish this show oh yeah for sure yeah. cool so I guess the question is, are you going to stick with it? So, yeah, because, I mean, I feel like this whole year has been, like, a lot of things have not come up to, like, up to par, with exception maybe to, like, Pat and season three of The Deuce, or just The Deuce in general. Um, and there's well, that good. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying, <laughs> like, no, I'm saying that you really love The Deuce, like, because I don't think there's anything else that, like, like show-wise, like Game of Thrones, like, really, like, let us down. Um, I don't think any of us are really watching The Watchmen. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's like very few things that like word of mouth is like for The Mandalorian is like really high up there. It is. So yeah. I feel like we, we are watching this while other things that might be out right now are completely just like ignored. So The Witcher, The Witcher starts the twentieth. I, I actually I heard that The Witcher, the action scenes. I I think the quote was, "The action scenes make." Action scenes in Game of Thrones look awful. Oh yeah, yeah. So this has a lot of hype. Like, yeah, like apparently the action done. scenes are like badass, like really, best really ever good. done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, they already renewed it. They already renewed it for a second season. It hasn't even aired yet. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh fuck, well, you know, and that's gonna be like a a like binge shit thing, right? Like a binge fest, not a binge shit, but a binge fest. <laughs> I'll shit binge the fucking shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm super excited. It's weird because, like, you'll see a picture and it's like, wow, that looks super exciting. Then you'll see the next picture. It's like, you know, his horse Roach or whatever. And you're like, wow, that looks awful. <laughs> next thing yeah. Like, it, it alternates. It's really good or it's really bad. But um, yeah. I'm, 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 ex- I'm excited for it. I'm keeping Netflix because of that. So. Oh, yeah. fuck. As of right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So Blake, you are you actually watch the most things of all of us. Right? I know it's kind of rare, kind of <laughs> rare for this to happen here. So I did. I I'll start with uh, what should I start with? Oh boy, I'll start with in the tall grass. So because uh, we were talking about Netflix, that's on Netflix. That is a Stephen King and Joe Hill, Joe Hillstrom King. That's his son. Uh, they wrote a story. It's a novella. It's in a book. Uh, compendium that they put together and Netflix did a movie. Uh, I've heard a couple people, my brother, uh, friend of the show, Monica watched this thing, recommended it. So I, I, I checked it out and I would say uh, story wise, it's very, it's very what you get. I would say from like Stephen King these days, it's kind of, uh, well, and it's in its best form. It's, it's uh it's a short form story. Uh, all of all of this stuff, I always all his short stories, I always felt are are better. And and Joe Hill too. Joe Joe Hill's long stuff is is good. It's it's he's a lot like his dad. He, you know, his short stuff is like really really great, and his his long stuff is hit or miss. 
and uh, this is both of them together. So on a, <laughs> on a short form, so you know you would expect it to. For me, I expect it to be pretty good, uh, and it and it was. Uh, it's got a cool um, kind of. Uh, hmm. I I always use this expression, mind bending, I guess, but it's uh, kind of uh, yeah, like plays with time, uh, plays with uh, supernatural stuff, uh, maybe like some like like an ancient thing, you know, kind of like it. Uh, it's kind of playing playing with people's minds and, and, and that kind of thing. Kind of uh, overarching, there has to be a sacrifice made, you know, for, for the greater good kind of kind of story. But uh, I don't want to spoil anything because that would be terrible for this this story in particular. But uh, I actually liked it a lot. Uh, it was it was good. Um, the acting in it was 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 pretty good. Uh, kind of kind of predictable uh, for what I thought it was going to be, but um, cool. Uh, a nice, uh, I think, hour forty minutes on Netflix. Check it out. Definitely, mm-hmm. I would definitely check out on the Tall Grass. Um, and then the other thing I watched uh, before I'll talk about. So I watched Knives Out, uh, but I, but uh, which was I, I want to kind of talk about that in depth. But so briefly, I will talk about the Nightingale. Which was oh fuck I forget her name. Um, was it the yes she was it did the Bobby Duke? yes Bobby okay. yes Jennifer Kent. And um, do you guys know anything about this? I um, wanted to watch it. We I, saw the trailers for it at Alamo a million times. Yeah, right? they would show yeah. the trailers a lot. I know that uh, we're doing most underrated movies of the decade, and uh, someone put that movie for this year. Oh but... boy. Okay, so. So does it live up to the title? I can't. Uh, so it's not has nothing to do with the the book. Uh, the that that the to kill a nightingale. Yeah, to kill a nightingale. Yes, yes. No, it has nothing to do with that either. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a very singular story. It takes place in Australia. Um, it's about an Irish convict um, and her family um, in control of British principality. Um, with Holy the, shit. I'm already. I, I, I yeah. thought it took place during the American Civil War. No, yeah. no. Oh, wow. I, no, I was no. way off. Yeah, and then there's uh, the whole Aboriginal, uh, you know, very similar to what you would, you know, in America with the the slave stuff and right. and how that how they treated the Aboriginal uh, people uh, in Australia. Very similar. Very similar. I actually have a close personal friend from high school that that moved to Australia. In, in, in the 21st century to to combat some of this stuff so um yeah and um it's a very powerful i would say powerful message powerful movie um lot and i'm gonna say this and i don't want to be flipping about it it's incredibly rape heavy <laughs> so it, it, yeah like is it because, like, I noticed in the trailers, it's you know how it says, like, rated R, and it says, like, why it's rated R? And it, it does have revenge. rape. It oh, it doesn't ra- say rape? It, yeah. It says rape, but then, like, <laughs> in the trailers, they show her, like, performing in front of sh- soldiers, but they're just looking at her ankles because her mm-hmm. dress is lifted a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Uh, rape is, I, I would say, like, one of the, the, the main driving factors behind you know um motives behind you know the the way the movie transpires um and uh, unfortunately it's totally believable and like and i'm not gonna lie like every chance rape can happen rape happens in this movie and it's kind of it i hate that shit i hate watching that shit i i I do not like movies that are based around that shit i had no idea you know when i when i read the description it was like oh 
uh, an Irish convict uh, seeks revenge over the British people that fucked her family over or whatever it was. And so I was like, oh, fuck. Well, you know, I'll probably kill her husband, whatever. And, well, and yeah, that, that spoiler alert. Yeah, that happens along with a bunch of other horrible shit. But it is an incredible movie. Uh, she, the, the actress, I, I, I don't have her, any of this information pulled up, but she, she, she actually plays, uh, Jon Snow's mother in the flashback scenes from Game of Thrones. Uh, that's the only, that's the only place I recognized her from. She's got a beautiful singing voice. Uh, she does, a, they highlight that several times throughout the movie. Um, oh, and getting back to the fucking, <laughs> in the tall grass. Anytime Patrick Wilson, Wilson's in a movie, you don't have to have him sing. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear Patrick Wilson sing one more fucking time in a movie. All right. All right. I know everybody's <laughs> listening hires that guy. But anyway, back to that girl. Beautiful singing voice on her. Uh, really cool. It was very, very, very good. Uh, better than the Babadook. I didn't like the Babadook that much. Um, this was outstanding uh, in a lot of ways. You just have to have the stomach for um, the rape scenes. Yeah. And the, they're not, you know, they don't shy away from stuff in this movie at all. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything about it. Um, but Powerful movie. Powerful movie. Very good movie. If you can stomach all that stuff. I can't recommend it. I can't say, hey, go out and watch that shit. Because <laughs> it, might, it might ruin your fucking day. I don't know. Um, but kind of ruined mine. But uh, <laughs> it, it was it was a good, it was a very good movie. Uh, so Knives Out. Real. I don't know how much time we have. But um, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Wilson? Is that how you say his name? Ryan uh, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Um Everyone hates him because he fucked Star Wars up. Apparently, right, ruined it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, Actually, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that. But a lot of the stuff people complain about what he did to Star Wars, uh, I think they'll complain about in Knives Out. Because Ooh, that, okay, sure. Oh, I, I mean, the whole like I was entitled to this and all kinds of. It's very pointed. It, he's very there's a, there's a message there. I mean, it's oh, not very subtle. <laughs> no, that's my honestly, that's my biggest complaint about the whole movie. So I, I so. It's a whodunit, uh, very, very, very like Agatha Christie, you know, Inspector Poirot, um, kind of, kind of mystery. Uh, uh, the 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 family patriarch gets uh, uh, murdered, and um, the game is afoot. Let's say, and there is uh, a lot of um, there's a lot of threads to be to be pulled. And um, it's new, so I don't. I mean, we're not going to spoil anything, but I would say that the the heavy handed, the heavy handed moments of this movie by far um, fuck it up. I, I not that it ruins it at all. I enjoyed it at all. I, I'll say this: I really enjoyed it. I would go spend theater bucks on it. Super fun time. Um, but some of the heavy handed shit in it, I thought was like out of place and took away took away from the actual kind of fun time we were having. I don't know. What, how do you feel, Pat? I, I think you're right. It's very, very fun. And uh, when it gets that head, because all the, the really heavy handed stuff kind of happens towards the end. It does. Uh, yeah. um, and it's after there's been a really good Daniel Craig is amazing in it. And he's, he's to, awesome. So good. <laughs> and, and the third act, especially has these really, really good scenes, <laughs> a number of them. Um, and then uh, things start to get a little heavy handed. Um, and a lot of times on the show, we've talked about um, theater experiences. And I, yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate when movies like, unnecessarily force a message and the message is fine like yeah th this country is fucked up and whatever there's a there's a class problem there's a race there's there's a race uh, racial issue and all that so that's all true but i hate when movies like throw it in your face in a really obnoxious yeah. uh force and 
if I would if I had watched this on my own or maybe in a different setting, I would be like, okay, like I get what you're saying. That's it's kind of a cool analogy, but man, it's way over the top. But the environment, I was like, people were clapping and cheering and laughing and like yeah. they were wooing and stuff when, when, yeah. he was, when the uh, scene's happening. So I'm watching, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. But after, like immediately afterwards, I was like, yeah, you know, like it, I, get, I get the idea. I really do. And some of the stuff I, I can even, I agree with what he's trying to say, but right. it, it's a little ham-fisted. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I actually went to see this with uh, Kevin. So if you if you listen a few shows back on our uh, New Jersey, New York uh, episode, uh, Kevin was on that. And so we went and like we both walked out of it going like, man, that was a lot of fun. Like I really enjoyed it. I think... Top top five movie I've seen all year, kind of t- kind of situation. Really, really mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with it for sure. But uh, and oh, and so talk about theater experience. I went to the Flicks Brew House, which uh, my first experience there. Which uh, they are a uh, like a micro brew. They actually make the beer there, which if something to be uh, desired maybe. But the uh, experience was really cool. Very small. Nobody was in the theater. Shockingly enough, there was like, you know, probably eight or ten people in there. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, the crowd, the, the, the people that were there loved it. You could tell everybody in the, in the, in the theater really enjoyed it. Um, I did. I did super enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. I laughed throughout the entire thing. Um, I thought it was more dark humor than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Like, it, it was really yeah. funny. You know, it, it really was humorous. So Daniel Craig was like, anytime he was the, the you know, the star of the, of the scene, it was awesome. He did a, a super fantastic job. Uh, Chris Evans uh, was really, really good in it. Kind of what I want to see Chris Evans do more of. Um, he he plays a really snide fucking cocksucker like, really well. <laughs> he does a gr- <laughs> great job of it. Great yeah, job. he's fucking awesome. And uh, just everybody was really uh, fucking... Uh, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, Don Johnson, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was oh, amazing. Don Johnson. Don, Don Johnson was fucking awesome. Uh, there's a dude who has a really small part in it, but uh, he was like the um, he was one of the police officers, but he wasn't the oh lead. yeah. Like, like he the, was like uh, oh I know who you are. Like he was great. Yeah, <laughs> I know what the whole time he every time he was on screen, I was like, what the fuck have I seen this guy from? And I, I think he's one of the fucking. Do you remember the movie Dead Girl? Dead girl, dead girl, so no. I so they find oh, a wait, dead. Wait, were they raper? Yes, <laughs> yeah, the college kids, and they find the body. And yes, yes, yes. He's oh, the main oh. fucking guy from that. He's the <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he's really good, though. He's a really good actor. It was so. I guess I guess what Pat and I are trying to say. Super enjoyed Knives Out. There are caveats to like what I thought about it. Highly, highly enjoyable movie. I, I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen all year. So. I uh, agree. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Top five, uh, Daniel Craig. I mean, if he were to get nominated for some sort of award, I absolutely would I not. I could totally be see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the and the girl, uh, Marta, she was awesome. Yeah. Uh, knock really knock. I, I haven't seen her in much else, but she was really, really good. In it. Yeah, she does a good job of playing. Uh, her, she does very good because her role requires a lot, uh, like um, facially and emotionally, and she does really good in it. She does a great job. Um, I think that the caveats that Blake's talking about, I have the same thing. But for some people, they will think it's amazing. They'll think it's super awesome. I think they'll it, think it puts it to the the top movie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, and, really? And, and then other people will think it totally ruins. <laughs> I think pe- the people yeah. who hate Ryan Johnson are going to point this out as an example as to why he's so bad. Yeah. That's, that's personally what I think. I, I, but that's... I think this is what he does great at. Like, go watch Brick. 
Go watch his old stuff. He this is this is his deal. He's really good at this. Yeah, yeah. The stuff that he obviously like Brick is such a good like a, he obviously loves noir and yeah loves that stuff. And yeah. this is this this like this can be a series of books. It could be a, it could be a franchise. Absolutely, like, absolutely. I would uh, love to see wow. him do like an Elmore Leonard story or something. Like uh, I love I love mystery murder mystery stuff, and he, I think he just gets it. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Like. Um, well, maybe early next year when we're talking, when we're doing an Oscar special or talking about best of the year, I'm sure we'll be talking about Knives Out. All right, cool. So, ladies and gents, strap on because we're going, <laughs> we're going long. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about epic space uh, stuff or movies, uh, and because uh, you know sometimes you kind of listen to the website once in a while and. Uh, I want to talk about everything but Star Wars. Uh, so I just, I guess uh, this is uh, some movies that we kind of like enjoyed, uh, why they kind of like still like come to our minds and all this stuff when it's not like your typical Star Wars film. Uh, to me, I think when I was growing up, uh, I had Flash Gordon and I really, really wanted to watch that today. Um, and do you guys remember that movie? Do you guys? I do, uh, and I, I remember do. the softcore parody called Flesh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember the softcore par- parody, unfortunately. It sounds awesome, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember Flesh Gordon used to always be on like Showtime or something. I, I, I would watch it on there a lot because it had the, it has the bad ending, the the end with the question mark, and it has the awesome Queen soundtrack. <sighs> yes, which is great. Um, Does have a school, yeah. But uh, those are the main things. I, I I remember it looking pretty cool though. Like and this, I haven't watched it since like high school probably. But I thought Ming looked really cool. Flash Gordon looked kind of uh, kind of ridiculous. He kind of looked like that dude in Laser Blast on that uh, MS3 T uh, MS. Well, there was like an amazing song, right? Yeah, it's Flash it's just... Gordon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually well, I mean, the amazing soundtrack. That's the only song that I. Know. It's the only song. Yeah, it's, everything else in that like movie is like kind of like forgettable uh because i i try to remember that i was trying to like remember parts of it but i was like <laughs> it had queen but i guess like what to what what makes a great space epic or epic space story i guess like what what what, what 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 gets you to be like fuck yeah i'm in like you know like that's a good that's funny that you should say that because and I, i'm trying not to laugh every time you say epic because uh when you started talking about um, space movies, um, the very first thing I thought of was when I was a kid um, on Montwood, they had the Montwood theaters there. It was like a dollar movies. They, they only had oh, three yeah. at the time. Yeah. Now there's like 20 of them there or something. But um, Montwood and Yarbrough, I got you. I, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> shout I, out, I would, shout out. <laughs> I would go like every chance that I have because for months they showed um, uh, The Last Starfighter there. Ugh. and um <laughs> epic and last starfighter i don't know if they go because it's such a silly movie but it's it's so good it's i i watched it so many times when i was a kid um in answer to your question as to like what makes a good epic sci-fi movie um it, it has to like you have to easily be able to immerse yourself in this really unbelievable scenario mm-hmm. and um this one it's kind of a you know like it starts off realistic you're just a kid playing a video game turns out this video game is a test to see how good of a starfighter you are because you got to save the galaxy and um the, i mean i don't know if it's considered a, i guess it'd be a cult classic at best mm-hmm. um, it's uh the special effects are awesome the the death blossom the final move they have to do to beat everything i think is one of the coolest 
things oh. I've ever seen on this ship. I'm the getting ship goosebumps. Design, the, the ship design is great. Like the the their the star the last starfighter. The, the ship design is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of his his alien friend, but uh, he was really cool. Um, it's kind of more of a buddy cop goofy thing than it is an actual sci-fi because it's the sci-fi stuff is really um, it's dumb played. Yeah, it is. It's kind of cheesy compared to, I mean, special effects, even compared to like Star Wars and Star Trek at, at that time. It's not really that great looking, um, but uh, I don't know. It just, the characters are really cool. It, as a, not just as a kid, as I got older, I would watch it. It, and parts, part of it is nostalgia, but you just get swept up in that story very easily. Mm-hmm. Like you want to, easy to root for the good guys, the bad guys, uh, they, they suck. And you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no like, uh, there's no like now, I don't want to say nowadays, but there's a lot of times there's a thing like to give the bad guy a little bit of humanity so you can kind of feel for them. There's none of that here. These bad guys are awful from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Yeah. And that that movie, just since I was like, I don't know, six or seven years old, it just kind of stuck with me. Like, it's not something I always talk about or like when people are like, oh, what are your favorite? I never, it never comes to mind. But when you say science fiction or you say space movie or whatever, I think of The Last Starfighter. Even before Star Wars, I think of The Last Starfighter. Yeah, actually, that's a, I guess because it's one of those movies that my dad made me a surprise, uh, made me watch. So I, it really does stick out. And especially be, it's just a video game thing. It's like the, the every man kind of situation. Like you could become this person and you you it's what you just said immersion and i think a lot a lot of the stories a lot of these kind of like space stories you if you could become if you could be that character it makes it 10 times even better you know you know like a poor schmuck could save the universe fuck yeah like i could be that schmuck saving the universe um and i think that's what really to me that's one of the cool things like you're right pat like immersion in a story is fucking especially in these kind of movies is really fucking great it's fucking yeah it's fucking (laughs) no it's it's true no yeah i do so and like i i have to say mine's not a movie uh like we were you were talking about 2001 and space odyssey and all and in the text message and stuff and it's like yeah i i do love that but um, one of the things, and this is just from my childhood, uh, straight up is, uh, so like epic space things. Like I think of, uh, Battlestar Galactica oh. and, and how much my brother loved that and like how much that influenced me. But what I wanted to talk about was Wing Commander. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, for, I, for those that don't know, uh, Wing Commander is a PC video game, uh, in which, you are uh, usually put in the place of a starfighter pilot, and you go uh, out and you, you know, much like uh, Luke, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, you know, flying around in his X-Wing, you're battling uh, the Kilrathi, which were giant cat people. <laughs> and uh, But so after uh, Wing Commander 1 and 2, which were, you know, very 8-bit, 16-bit uh, kind of PC games, um, they actually started doing um, FMV. FMV with, uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna list down the the cast of characters here. Um, uh, and Mark Hamill, you know, so Luke Skywalker himself plays uh, Christopher Blair, who is like he is the wing commander. He is the the, the your player character. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, John Reese Davis, uh, Jason Bernard, uh, lots of uh, Ginger Lynn, who was a porn star. <laughs> she was in, she was in a few of these things. Um, 
and Biff, <laughs> Biff, Biff from fucking uh, uh, Back, Back to the, the Future. Future. Yeah. And so the the these are just like they 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 created these characters, and I I very much look forward to every couple years. I think it was Sierra Sierra Publishing um, did these did these Wing Commander games, and they did full production FMV. Yeah. Just like Danny said, uh, they were full production. They were like a movie. And you know, you played through the thing, you did the missions, and uh, so it was really cool to, yeah, to to get involved in a space epic, and also like the coolest part about this was you got to go, you got to go do the missions. You know, you mm-hmm. got to you got to have your flight stick, you know, in your hand on your computer and and go go play these games. And it your, was like held your flight stick while looking at Ginger Lynn. Oh, <laughs> you know it, you know it. Tog, toggled toggled the the button up top. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a cool immersive experience and like, you know, you know, you kind of don't get that shit anymore. They tried to do it with the expanse. It didn't really it didn't really take. So. Oh, yeah. I saw that. There's yeah, there's like some weird like space space shit that I can't really get into. Like, uh what's that one that's supposed to be the Star Trek uh, but it has a uh, fucking Seth MacFarlane in it. Oh, uh, the, uh, the Orville. 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 Yeah, people uh, say that it's really good, but I, I saw, I've seen clips of it, and um, I don't know. Maybe you have to watch the whole thing. But I agree with you, Danny. Like, I, I, I from what I've seen, I haven't wanted to watch it. Yeah, I, I, there's again. I feel like the world needs to be. This is the reason why we're attracted to these stories, like or worlds. Because of the stories or what they're, what they're giving us. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all went through, you know, several different kind of Star Treks in our lifetimes, you know. Uh, What's your favorite Star Trek real quick? Next generation. Uh, yeah, I'm a next, next generation person. TNG, TNG. TNG, yeah. Regina's a huge DS9 fan. Really? So I love DS9. I also love Voyager a whole lot. Voyager's, but really, good. Voyager's yeah. really good. But um, yeah, TNG, come on. I, you know which one I, I I started watching and I just never finished uh, Enterprise. Enterprise was really Enterprise good. is really really good. I really yeah, enjoyed Enterprise. that. I should really finish it, but that was you know, and that's the thing. Like again, like this world you have in in, sp- in epic space stories in you, space in space you have like in really great <laughs> you have really good stories that you could just build upon. And when you brought up Battle uh, Battlestar Galactica. That's like the new sci-fi. I know it's not new anymore, but the sci-fi version of, of that show is all oh, polished. Almost and shit. Yeah, like, dude, it was really good. It was really that good. That was fucking. Great. And they threw everybody for a loop when it's the series ended and pissed everybody off. But I was like, you know what? Kind of cool. Yeah, I really kind of cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. Like if you get immersed into the stories, fucking great. That's what we're. That's what we're all in for, and that's why. You know, like you, that's why you have Star Wars because of these, because of other stories that made it so great. Adventures, you know, storytelling, it's all being built on. And yeah, you sometimes you might not like what comes out of it, but you you're there for the fucking ride. You know, Does that well, it's sense? a it's a really cool canvas to paint with, right? So it's like, you know, sci-fi is is awesome because you know, and what's funny is like you go back. You read stuff from 40 years ago, and all that sci-fi shit, it's like, it's kind of like actually happening now, like yeah, in, a, right. in a bizarre yeah. extent. So, you know, sci-fi is kind of the, you know, the birthing ground of like, you know, forward thinking. And mm-hmm. it's 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 a really cool, you know, place to play. 
And there's a lot of great stuff, man. There's just a like an infinite amount. There's like just tons of great stuff out there um, in the in the epic space world. Not all of it's done, you know, exceptionally well, but um, you know, it, there's a ton. There's a ton. It's kind of like you said. It's a it's a well, it's not a blank canvas anymore. But you can do whatever no. you want in that space. And I think because it's so free, that uh, sci-fi and fantasy also they both get um, a knock against them. Like it's the it's the home for nerds and losers and stuff because it's it's so free willing and I think the people who are interested in it like that um, emergent immersion imagination creativity and I'm not saying that you're 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 a, a, a lunkhead if you're not into sci-fi but um, it's just weird to me that like I'm not a big fantasy I, I don't like to read fantasy books I'm not I'm not right. a big fan of them but uh, um, it's weird to me that people kind of paint everyone who's into sci-fi and fantasy as these like you know the whole basement dwelling loser type when it's next beard like, nerd <laughs> yeah it's like maladies and stuff like yeah. that like, chicken tendies <laughs> it's uh yeah it's like you said it's just a home for creativity and it's really fun when you're able to immerse yourself in it and uh like you said sometimes there's some poor like crawl is like horrible god awful <laughs> super bad yeah. But uh, then you get stuff like, you know, your Star Wars and your Star Treks and, you know, uh, Flight of the Navigator, if you're a fan of that, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. Alien. I mean, there's... I was going to say Alien, yeah. Yeah. You ha- yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is also a really good... Guardians? Absolutely. A good Absolutely. example of that. But I think if it wasn't for Star Wars uh, through that one, I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy would have been as strong, I think. But I th- I think I'm also wrong on that. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh man on that note uh, free Saturday you can find this year uh, the rest of the week you can go to adventuresinpoortaste.com where you can find all our podcasts and you can catch up with our reviews and articles and leave your thoughts um, it's the end of the year it's the end of the decade so right now you can see an article um, one of the contributors Alex Curtis and I wrote year by year the best movies of the past decade that's way too much i'm sorry uh but you know what you can do if it's not too much for you you can follow us at over on twitter adventures and poor taste you can follow us individually you can find nathaniel or pat as i like to call him over on instagram at nathan poor taste you can find me where i'm wrong or right sometimes not really sure uh over at twitter and instagram at default underscore player and you can find mr beautiful blake over on right horror wow That's my goal, by the way. I'm going to oh. give you, like, wrestling names every single time. You, oh, okay. All right. I, I dig it. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Okay. So uh, next week we have mockumentaries. I may or not, or may or may not be here for that. But that sounds amazing. Uh, you can also – so check this out. Subscribe to us. You get all this content way earlier. Also, go give us a rating. You'll give us one of those five-star ratings. I hear all these other podcasts I listen to talk about how important that shit is. So I figured I'd bring it up. Go give us one of those. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify where you can make those comments. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, but uh, Danny and I used to always ask you guys, comment, leave a comment. We'll be glad to give you a shout-out on the show. Um, you can also go to the website. You can find the podcast there. Um, Stitcher, eh, might maybe. Uh, Blake says we're on iHeartRadio, so wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to give us a rating, like Blake said, or uh, just tell a friend. And that's our cue. We'll talk to you next week. I was your host, guys. Bye. Adios. <laughs>